Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy Dylan Matthews alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself. Bo Morgan and we are Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, follow the podcast, download every single episode as we are in episode 20 right now. So you got 19 others to download along with this one. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. Peachtree Football is there. Bo Morgan, I want to have a little fun this morning and I want to talk about something that happened at the Atlanta Falcons game that happened in Mercedes-Benz Stadium this past Sunday, but it didn't happen on the field. It happened in the booth. If you go to Atlanta Falcons Twitter, or you can even go to at SquidBilly929, that is Bo Morgan's Twitter handle. Make sure you follow both of us as well. He's at SquidBilly929. I'm at underscore Dylan Matthews. But if you go to at SquidBilly929 on Twitter, you will see Bo Morgan retweeted a video that the Atlanta Falcons put out, and it was a booth camp. We love booth camps. Atlanta United does for Mike Connie, and now we got one for West Durham, Dave Archer, and Bo Morgan. Bo Morgan made an appearance on the booth camp this week, and it was when Kyle Pitts caught his touchdown. Bo Morgan, uh, he had a little celebration. You know, Wes and Dave didn't, didn't celebrate too much, but Bo Morgan celebrated a little bit. And he, Bo Morgan, that is, is a Florida guy. He's a, he's a Florida man. And he did the, the the Kyle Pitts gator chop in honor of Kyle Pitts scoring his uh, first touchdown of the season. But, Bo, I got to tell you, that was an exciting moment. And for such an exciting moment, honestly, man, your gator chop was kind of weak. First off, I'm a Florida fan. I'm okay. a Georgia man. I'm, oh, an, I'm an Atlanta man. I was born in East Point, <laughs> ATLian. 
Um, point. <laughs> I'm a Florida fan. I grew up liking them when I was a kid. Okay. Second off, it's called situational awareness, Dylan. And I don't you know if you touch, have we that. just scored a touchdown. What do you mean situational awareness? That's I, a perfect first, all, right, all right, all right. If you watched the video and uh-huh. paid attention, I because did. as as you know, one thing that Jack Reacher and myself have in common is we know one thing: details uh-huh. matter. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. You're good. All right. I'm, I'm with you. Straight. So I'm let me tell you, you something. <laughs> Details matter. If you notice, mm-hmm. I'm working. I'm doing a job. I'm yep. also right next to two people who are doing their job and a third sure. behind me and the great Miller Hope. Mm-hmm. That being said, details matter. I'm working. Situational awareness I brought up. You can't yeah. be like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, baby, let's go. That's not what we do in our booth. We're working. So... <laughs> I, I also have always been a person that shows shows, you know, some emotion right in the booth, but it is also a very, um, uh, you know, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a controlled emotion. So uh-huh. I simply did what is the classy working man way of celebrating. Let's go, let's go. That's what I do. I've always done that. Now they put the first off. The, the record state, uh-huh. I voted against the the booth cam. Um, okay. I say we'll voted. Vote. We really didn't have a vote. We talked it out. When it was first told to us behind the behind the curtain, when it was first brought to us, didn't want it. So um, why did real quick, if I can interject, why did why did you not want it? Let's 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 touch on that for a second. If 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 we can. Because <laughs> I went to turn myself on and I killed my camera. Because <laughs> um I'm a, I'm very open, public about stuff. Yeah, but I'm also private about things as well, right? Yeah. I'm kind of like I'm, I'm a private guy in some ways, uh-huh. and to me, it was uh, it, it kind of invades my privacy because, you know, I do like this, like that. You know, I, I want to, you know, kind of give some celebration every once in a while, some frustration sometimes. Uh, that's kind of how I roll. And right. so I didn't want my I wanted I like to kind of keep that to me because you know you got people yeah. like Dylan who want to sit here and critique how you celebrate. Oh, was it, it was good weak. enough? It was should have been more enthusiastic. Here's the deal, been. bro. I ain't playing for you. I'm not cheering for you. I'm doing it for me. That's my personal emotion. That's <laughs> that's a that's a moment between me and my booth mates. All uh-huh. right. The great Westerham. Uh the former NFL quarterback in Dave Archer, the Atlanta or the Georgia Radio Hall of Famer in mm-hmm. Miller Pope. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our stuff, right? So you're getting a peek into that. So when I let you peek into uh-huh. my world, you keep your comments to yourself if they're negative. Now if they're positive. You want to give me love, I'm okay with that. But but I mean, no, and I, and I'm just messing with you a little bit. But nah, I know. That, that's why good. I was kind of you know it's kind of like that's our that's our our safe space. Um, uh-huh. I've always done stuff like that. <laughs> you wouldn't know because a we've never had a booth cam, and b we want to get to see Kyle Pitts do two touchdowns. But that's my Kyle Pitts. It's a clap, chomp mixture. Now the Gator chomp is basically a clap, anyways. Right. But I tone it down because got to stay professional. Can't infringe on other people's workspace. But let everybody know where that man went to college, where that man plays now. And as we're doing it, you know, it's Kyle Pitts. So kind of a cool moment. I'm glad you guys got to catch it. 
um, you know, we kind of, I enjoy those, those things and it was fun for me. So, uh, yeah, I didn't do it for anybody um, but myself because honestly, you can put a booth cam up and tell me at the beginning of the game, but uh-huh. once once you get into what you're doing, you for, you don't even realize it's there. Um, I, and that's kind of what happened. So I understand all that, and I get all that, and all that's great, Bo. Mm-hmm. However, you got a booth cam on you. You got to give the people a show. Whether you like it or not, you, have, you now have the responsibility to give me – and everybody else was going to watch that video, a show. And, and you didn't do that, Bo. You could at least, if I, I got to go watch and back the video and confirm. But, Bo, I'm not even sure your arms were, were fully extended when you did the chop. Like, you know, I understand you don't want to you be you flailing when you, do, when you do your gator chop. But at least fully extend your arms. I don't even think your arms were fully extended. So, I, you talk about the little things and the details. It's the details. I don't even think you had your elbows out straight when you did your chop, man. I mean, come on. Show me something, baby. Again, this is where there are things in the booth that you, you just don't know. Because uh-huh. if you, you, don't, you don't know because you're not there. And I don't expect you to know, so I'm going to explain. Okay. Right in front of me, uh-huh. you see how there's this, this, um, this divider in between you and me? Yeah. Our screens? Yeah, you see that, right? You guys see that watching uh, at home or if you're Uh listening, there's a there's a there's a bar that goes down in the window that we have at Mercedes Benz Stadium Uh that 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 I sit in front of. So when I do the game, if Mm. they're on the left side of the field, which would be the north side of the field, I lean like this next to Wes. They're on south side of the field from where I'm Mm. at. I lean like this. If I extend arms out. I'm hitting the bar. So I had to lean over, and that's why I did it in front. Well, they actually scored in the north side, so that was one of the reasons, too, because I was already facing that way. But Mm -hmm. if I start doing like this, I'm in Wes's safe space. That's his personal space. I'm probably going to get a right. It won't even be a (laughs) hook, but just a short right to the side of the temple, my left temple, his right, because I just hit the man. So you guys, here's what I'll tell you guys. Mm. You guys enjoy the show. Enjoy the audio you get to hear from the great, the best NFL radio broadcast team in the league right now. Right. Agreed. And it's the clearly the best produced. Yeah, of course. So, so you guys just enjoy that show. <laughs> Let me handle the celebration if there is, in fact, one. Because as you can see, I was the only one that moved in that booth. So sit back. Enjoy it. Let let it be. That's what I'm going to tell you guys. Now, next week, next Wednesday, we can comment on whatever celebration and or possibly frustration that I show that is now released by the Atlanta Falcons, apparently, because they're just releasing stuff. No, I, I joke. We obviously <laughs> they, 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 they showed me what they were going to yeah. uh, you know, release, which is fine. But yeah. Uh, all I'm saying, you know, may, maybe, you know, scoop back. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm hearing excuses. Now, the last thing I'm going to say is, you know, maybe scoop back and then, you know, fully, again, you know, fully again. extend your arms. At least again, scoop you, back something. You're giving me excuses right now. Let me handle the celebrations. <laughs> you just you just enjoy the show, right? Oh, all right. I'm just I trying to give pointers so I and the rest of the world can enjoy the show just a little bit more. I just think – I think we have breaking news we need to talk about that's much more interesting than my Kyle Pitts touchdown celebration. And by the way, uh-huh. hopefully hopefully I have different ones for different players. 
Okay. There you go. That's something to look out for there. Well, we got to see what each touchdown uh, celebration for Bo is for every different player. But we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Bo, you are correct. We do have some news to get to some breaking news as well. So let's go ahead and get in a couple of uh, news and notes. The most breaking news is some great news for the Atlanta Falcons and Marcus Mariota as he has been named the NFC's Offensive Player of the Week, as he rightfully should be. Marcus Mariota, 13 of 14. Uh, He threw two touchdown passes, ran for one, I believe, and he had over 200 yards passing, if I'm not mistaken. So Marcus Mariota had an incredible day on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers, was basically flawless, and he deserves every bit of this praise he's getting as the NFC's Offensive Player of the Week. So Bo Morgan, I know the I know the Desmond Ritter uh, fans and the Marcus Mariota haters are in shambles after hearing this news. Well, he didn't he didn't reach 200 yards. He had 179 okay. of total offense, 129 gotcha. through the area, 50 on the ground. Okay, so total offense. Um, he did have a rushing touchdown along with the two. He had a 144.6 passer rating. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus, but. Played his best game in years. Played his yeah. be- clearly his best game as an Atlanta Falcon. Mm-hmm. He looked in complete and total control of the offense. And what I mean by that is that he knew what he had. A, he knew what they wanted, what they needed, and mm-hmm. he was. He just was honestly. It was flawless. Yeah. Um, me and Dave Archer have talked about. Hey, was his was his one miss a throwaway? Right. Or was it, you know, or was it a, just a mess? And and, and we, we led to believe that he threw the ball a little wide because of the coverage. So right. basically, if no one, you don't want to eat the ball there, um, get a sack or anything. So if if his guy couldn't catch it, no one could, basically. Yeah. And that's kind of what he did. So, look, I, I know that everyone, the, 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 the cool thing to say is Desmond Ritter. Well, hopefully that cools us a little bit. Hopefully Marcus plays even with more confidence moving forward. Right. But also I think it's it's important to to mention the fact that without you know w- with Desmond Ritter, I don't I don't know if you're getting these results. I think right. Marcus's understanding of what Arthur Smith wants to do yes. and the veteran uh leadership of what he's seen in this league already is is a big factor in why um you know, he's now the the player of the week in the NFC. So I think there's a lot that goes into that that we don't know. And I, I think it does need to calm some of the Desmond or stuff. Look, this team's still in condition. They're, they're tied again for first place. They lose a tiebreaker right now with Tampa Bay because it's divisional record. They're 0-2. Tampa's 2-0 in the NFC South. And then vice versa. And also the, the head-to-head would be another right. one. But, but there's plenty of time to make up. Yep. And now we can just focus on – Going to Cincinnati, and that's where all the focus, all, all the questions should be for Marcus and the offense, and, 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 and is looking ahead to Cincinnati um, as they get started today. They start prepping today for for Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean Marcus Mariota just looks like he's getting more and more comfortable with 
you know, what he's doing out there on the field, what Arthur Smith wants him to do. He just seems like he's getting more and more comfortable each week. He he, he read the defense, like I said, uh, like we mentioned on uh, Monday's episode, he read the defense well. He made quick, decisive decisions that were good decisions as well. So, Marcus Mariota, shout out to you, N- the NFC's Offensive Player of the Week. Again, he's showing exactly why. You know, we hope Desmond will get his shot eventually. At some point, I, I, I believe he will. But it doesn't need to be this season. Marcus Mariota is doing everything you need him to do. He's managing the game well. He's making plays when he needs to make plays. And he's making winning plays. So Marcus Mariota doing every single thing he needs to for, for this offense to go. Um, so he's doing a great job. So shout out to Marcus Mariota getting the NFC's offensive player of the week and real quick one final Uh note it's gonna be and we'll get into this later on but it's gonna be a good it's a good week for him to be coming off that because confidence is high because they might have to throw more than 14 times this week we they might have to really open it up and so having a guy that's at the top of his game the peak playing against an offense which we're gonna get into in here in a few minutes could be a good thing for the falcons could be a blessing by the way hopefully you know, Arthur has some confidence in him, and and if needed, they, they do open this offense up because they might need it. Again, we'll get that in the next segment, but they might need to open it up, and so it's not a bad time mm-hmm. to have your quarterback uh, coming, you know, with, with his confidence as high as it's been in years. Not a bad place to be for Marcus Mariota and Arthur Smith and Atlanta Falcons and the fan base. Yeah, we might, like you said, with the confidence growing from Marcus Mariota and, and his comfortability growing more and more after each week, we might see a couple of more deep shots. You know, we might see a couple of more uh, advanced, maybe, you know, I don't want to say riskier, but maybe riskier throws, for lack of a better term. So that and that could vote very well for, you know, how we attack this defense this week. But we got another piece of news as well. This one, not so great. Casey Hayward, unfortunately, is on the IR with a uh, shoulder injury. And uh, Casey is going to be out. It's on short-term IR, so we will at least at least miss Casey Hayward for the next four weeks. And you talk about good timing for Marcus Mariota and the offense to have some confidence. This is pretty bad timing for Casey Hayward to go down. Uh, your one of your starting corners, obviously alongside AJ Terrell, because you're going into a, a Cincinnati game in Cincinnati where Cincinnati got nothing but weapons. On the field, obviously, you know we know what Joe Burrow can do. Um, he carved up the St. Louis, uh, not the St. Louis, <laughs> the New Orleans Saints last week, and uh, he found Jamar Chase for a game-winning sixty-yard touchdown uh, near the end of the game. But he's also got Joe Mixon, who he throws to a lot out of the backfield. He's got obviously Jamar Chase, who I just mentioned. He's got T. Higgins. He's got Tyler Boyd. He's got our old friend Hayden Hurst. He's got weapons all over the field. And you really need everybody you can get as far as defensive backs, linebackers, and, you know, people to cover receivers and pass catchers go. You need every single one, and you're missing a big one now, for the, at least for the next four weeks. But most importantly, going into this week without uh, being without Casey Hayward. Yeah, the Hayward had really, you know, he, he would. He really got better as the season gone, yes. gone along. Most definitely. Um, and, and I was really starting to enjoy him. I, I think. You know, I, his presence on the field has actually put AJ Terrell up in more situations. And AJ, yeah, a, AJ Terrell has not had a year like he did last year. Um, right. He's had a little bit of a rough go at times. And Jamar Chase is a guy 
that we and, and, and let me look, before I go any further. AJ's been good. AJ mm-hmm. has not been elite like he oh, was yeah. last year. I mean, I, 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 I think that he's being tested more. But and and I also think that it's partly because he's playing basically the best player on the field. They're doing a lot of yep. matchup defense as far as their DBs go. Yep. In fact, I don't know a hundred, but I would I would like to get Dean Pease alone one day and ask him. Uh, hey, well, not like that, but like just like you know where he would where he could have one on one and be like, hey, are you guys playing a, a a matchup defense where everybody has an assignment and if your guy comes on the field, you go on the field, right? And I, I think I think that could be where we've seen guys like Casey Hayward come off and Darren Hall come on and other right. situations. That being said, um, it is going to be a big mess. I actually, though, have a I have more faith in Darren Hall than ever. Uh, they talked about how good of a camp he had, and man, he came in, and we talked about it in in, in Monday's episode of uh, in Sid's, Sid's in Squid sequences of sequences uh-huh. of the game that made a difference, where he literally made two plays that led to the win, and they were back to back and yep. knocking down a a deep post for. Um, uh, that Brand- targeted with Brandon Ayuk, and then um he batted a ball against uh which looked like a, a maybe a comeback uh route or something like that with mm-hmm. a deep one with um Debo Samuel yep. and, and and that ball got tipped up and Jalen Hawkins had uh had the interception so right. Darren Hall the problem though is these are you know as good as uh Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel are. They're not Jamar Chase. He's no. a different breed. You know, no. his guy might he's a top five receiver in the NFL and he's only in year no. two. So mm, it's um it's a tall task, and you really hate to be shorthanded because now D. Offord's gonna have to step in as well, possibly. Yep. Um you're you're luckily they have Isaiah Oliver back. He can kind of fill right. in that 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 kind of that nickel slot situation. Um so we're a little banged up in the secondary. It's a little scary because these guys can they can sling it and they can put uh you know you can look up and it's 20 they got 21 points on the board in a quick short burst so hopefully we can we can counter that by getting some pressure up front uh against this susceptible offensive line that they have yeah i'm that you you said it that's going to be the key the d line is going to have to help out the the back end you know usually they scratch each other's back you know the 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 back end the secondary Covers a little bit better. They help out the D-line, get some pressure. The D-line gets some pressure, helps out the secondary. Well, it's going to have to be more of the D-line getting pressure to help out the secondary because, don't get me wrong, A.J. Terrell, Darren Hall, D. Offord, Isaiah Oliver showed last week they are all more than capable of shutting down a receiving core. But, again, this receiving core is just so deep. It's, diff- it's different. Jamar Chase is a different breed, like you said. So they're really gonna have to step up, and you know it's always next man up, and and our next man, our next guys up have been really good, and they're just gonna have to continue to do that with uh, Casey Hayward being out for the next four weeks. But let's get a little behind the scenes look with our buddy Squid Billy because you, you touched on it earlier, and we're gonna get into it now. You talked about possibly, well, you talked about this being a great week, or it's a great week for. Marcus Mariota to be coming off in NFC South Offensive Player of the Week honors, which he just got. 
because we may have to open up the passing game a little bit more this week because the Cincinnati Bengals defensive line is no joke. Obviously, they got uh, Trey Hendrickson uh, highlighted. They got brought him over from the New Orleans Saints a couple of years ago. Uh, he's going to try and get after Marcus Mariota. So take us behind the scenes a little bit here, Squid, and get into why it might be a good week for the Atlanta Falcons to open up this passing game a little bit more. Well, you have we we you kind of touched on it. I mean, they have Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd. I can't even speak today. Uh, T. Higgins, yep. Hayden Hurst, Joe Mixon, some uh, Samaji P. Ryan as well. All yeah. guys that they like to use in the passing game. Yep. Um, especially Mixon and P. Ryan in, in in the backfield. Those guys. Um, I mean, even last week Mixon had four catches for twenty three yards and a touchdown. So so mm-hmm. against New Orleans down in um. That 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 trash dome that they have down there, um, <laughs> called the Superdome. So these guys are are really they're an explosive offense, but they've yeah. got a pass for Tate. Lyle Collins has not been very good this year. Right. John Williams hasn't really played up to it. I mean, none, this offensive line has not played to what they should be. But one of the things that I was looking at in my research is a matchup that kind of it kind of just stood out to me is. These are two of the best third down offenses in the NFL. Wow. Two of the best. In fact, the Bengals are third in the NFL on third downs, converting 47% of their third down opportunities into a first down. Wow. Now, the Falcons have one of the worst third down defenses in the NFL and allowing 46% of third Mm. downs to be converted into um, first downs. That being said, the Falcons have the fourth best third down offense in the NFL. <laughs> I almost a 45% clip, which is really um, good. Last week is. was a great example where they were really good on third down. Yes. Defense, Cincinnati, they actually have a pretty good third down defense, allowing only 10%. I mean, excuse me, 30. <laughs> 10% is pretty historical. They're 10th in the league, allowing 30, right at 36% of the third down opportunities to be converted into a first down. Yeah. Um, this is the 10th best scoring defense in the league. And so, you know, they have some good things. But one thing I have looked at is this run defense for Cincinnati, not that good. Last week, you faced the very best run defense. The Niners were only allowing 71 yards a game on the ground. You ran for 168. They, The Falcons are averaging around 168 yards a game on the ground. This defense is giving up somewhere around 121, 22 yards on the ground. So you still want to run the ball, but there might be time, but you could get down enough where, and depending on where, when, if you do and when, you Mm -hmm. might have to run, uh, to air it out. So that's going to be it. This is a, this is a better pass defense than the R run defense. That being said, if you can do what you did last week and stay in third and shorts, yep. third and short situations, boom, you can, you really can have an opportunity to air it out. I think Eli Apple is a, <laughs> oh, he's, he's well noted for being a lot louder yeah. of a player than he is good. Maybe yeah. Drake London can and exploit that. Maybe you line pits out wide and they try to cover him with Eli Apple and then they try to use, uh, Chidobi uh, Awuzie 
mm-hmm. to line up against Drake, and I like Drake in that situation. So, <laughs> so look, you got some opportunities. Marcus mm-hmm. has got to continue to be accurate like he was last week. The offensive line has got to give you protection. And if not, because look, Henderson and Hubbard are two guys that could come at. On their, their edge oh, players yeah. have about 60 sacks combined. Actually, um, yeah, they have like 62 sacks combined mm. on their edges. So they mm. can get after it. But that being said, I think our pass rush can have a big day. I think we can look at it and, and see a similar situation that maybe we did uh, in week one against New Orleans. I look to see uh, Ebicady, uh Lorenzo Carter, Grady. Um, I think those guys can have a big day. So that's just a little bit of what we're seeing. They got weapons, and they got the best third-down offense in the league, or the third-best third-down offense in the league, and we have the fourth-best. That's a little sneak peek of what we're going to see on on Sunday. And, you know, I'm kind of excited about it. I really feel – This is going to be a fun game. Well, I've looked – I've I've done a lot – I've had a lot of conversation early in this week about this this matchup, Dylan. Mm -hmm. And as scary as they can be on paper offensively, and they have some guys that can get after the quarterback. Yeah. I'm really excited for this game, especially how we played last week. I know they were injured. Yeah. So are we. You know, there's just a really good feeling in the air about this team right now. And it, oh, and it feels definitely. good to be a part of. Yes, yes. I mean – this team is playing well right now, and you can tell that they're really clicking on all cylinders. I mean, we even saw the offensive line of Arthur Smith drink a beer together. I mean, this team is is connected right now. They, You can tell the guys have bought into what Arthur Smith has been preaching. They are taking over the identity of Arthur Smith, which is tough, gritty, smash mouth, going to hit you in the mouth, don't care about what anybody else says. They're going to play their style of football. So... Just the, the the morale is good right now. You can tell the, the team, they all love each other. They're behind each other. And they're just playing really well right now. They're executing really well. And we saw a, in a dominant performance in a, in a win against the San Francisco 49ers on, uh, on Sunday. I do want to say this, though, about, you know, Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon in that, in that Cincinnati Bengals offense. I will say this, and, and you touched on it. I'm glad you did. You talked about how the Atlanta Falcons were able to stay in third and short situations. I'm going to give credit to you, Squid. And in one of your keys last week, you said the Atlanta Falcons needed to stay on schedule. Well, they did. They only really got behind the chains. They really only got off schedule really like one time that I can remember. Other than that, they were on schedule for all of the San Francisco 49er game, it seemed like. They're going to have to do the same thing again this week because you know the best way to stop a good offense? Keep them on the sidelines. So what's going to be important is I know really these past two games, the run game has kind of gotten better as the game gone gone along and the running game has gotten better in the second half. It will be really, really nice if we can get the run game going early, keep that offense on the sideline early, and never really let them find a rhythm. Keep them on the sideline long enough to where they don't really find a rhythm. And then – Whenever they do get the ball, hopefully it's after we're scoring touchdowns, you can get them out. You can get them back on the sideline real quick. Hopefully have, you know, maybe some so a lot of three and outs, maybe some four and outs or five and outs, you know, things like that. 
So to me, a big key is, you know, the defense is going to have to show up and they're going to have to be big time. And I think they can have a big day, like you said. But I think the offense controlling possession is going to be big because, again, the best way to slow down a high-powered offense like the Cincinnati Bengals, don't even let them touch the football field. Yeah, no, it's – look, the, two things. The, the off, this offense, the way Arthur Smith wants it, mm-hmm. for it, it it's going to be efficient if you get three to four yards – every you know on first down and then right. second down that's what he wants that's and he's just going to keep grounding it you move in the chains but that's that's how the offense runs at a high level is to to be on schedule yeah and to have third and manageable situations but the other thing is you were you finished with seven more minutes of time of possession to your point uh against the Niners mm-hmm. right but right. here's the interesting thing you finished, Dylan, uh-huh. with seven more minutes total. And they, in the fourth quarter alone, they had their best time of possession. They had nine minutes. They held the ball for almost nine and a half minutes to wow. your five and a half, right? Yeah. In the right. fourth quarter. So that means going in, you essentially had a into the fourth quarter. You had a huge advantage in the time of possession, yep. and because they had it for so long, and they literally ate themselves up. Yeah, they 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 wasted their own time because they went down and they couldn't score because nope. your defense was able to bend but not break. Yep. That is literally the epitome of what they want to do late in the game when they're up is be able to make you work for it and churn this clock up and then maybe get three or nothing. And you've wasted the clock. So you're right. That's how the defense works best. Your defense stays fresh. All those things. It's literally how this team is going to win games is staying third and manageable, which they've been good at so far this year. And for the most part and, um, and control that time possession. That's how this team can win games. That's what's best for their defense and their offense and their special teams has helped them at times with that. So, it's one of the things I wanted to touch on early is our sneak peek looking looking ahead early is the fact of how good this team is, uh, how good these teams are on these certain things. And, and it's another reason or way for the Falcons to, to, to achieve their goal on Sunday, which is a victory. Exactly. So the uh, the Atlanta Falcons, this is a this is a very winnable game for them. This is they, they can go into Cincinnati and they can. Uh, they can win this ball game. I mean, they have showed all of this season, this whole season, that they can play with the best of the best. And you know, Cincinnati obviously being in the Super Bowl last year, taking a small step back this year. They they they've been spitting and sputtering and stalling a little bit uh, at times this year, but still a really good football team. But the Falcons are a good football team too, and they can definitely go in and get us and win in Cincinnati on Sunday. We'll talk more about how exactly they get that done on Friday. We'll give you matchups to watch, keys to the game. We got you a little sneak peek here, but that's what we do on Wednesdays. It's a sneak peek. So we did that today. We'll get all the way into it, and we'll dive all the way into the matchup that is the Falcons versus the Bengals on Friday. But for now, Bo Morgan, you have a week to get your celebrations right. You know, think about them. You know, I don't know if you want to do some pre-choreography, but I need... I just need I need a little bit better, you know. It, it was the first week of the of the booth camp, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you some slack. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go. But now that you know it's not it's not coming out of left field, you got time to think about it. You got time to think about some moves. I'm just saying, I expect a little bit better next time uh, we see you on the booth camp. So all right, pipe it. down you, pipe down. <laughs> I celebrate how I see fit. Okay, all right, we'll see. All right. <laughs> Just wait till just wait till we see those comments and we'll, we'll see how, how tight that choreograph that choreography gets. <laughs> this be my Mariota one. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. Well, we will go ahead and wrap up this edition of Peace Street Football. Again, on Friday, we're gonna dive deeply into the match that is Bengals versus Falcons. The Falcons will be in. Cincinnati, Ohio, to take on the Who Days in the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll give you keys to the game, matchups to watch, and score predictions. All that is coming up on Friday. But thank you guys for listening. Make sure you continue to follow Peace Street Football. Continue to download the podcast. And we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. You can follow us, too, on social media. He's at Squidbilly929. I'm at underscore Dylan Matthews, and if you haven't, again, this last thing I'm gonna say: if you haven't gone see Squid's uh, Cal Pitts Booth Cam Touchdown Celebration, go check that out at Squidbilly929, or go to the Atlanta Falcons uh, Twitter page. But for Bo Morgan, I am Dylan Matthews. You've been listening to P Street Football, and until we talk to you guys Friday, peace. <laughs> 